That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Hey, my brothers and sisters, I hope this day finds you well. In today's episode, this is episode 25, I believe, I want to discuss some information that, that just came out from the CDC. Okay, let's just get right into it. So as you see here, now this has been covered by The Hill. The Hill is supposed to be center. Um, there wasn't really articles that I could find uh, that were that were left-leaning. I like to go to the left-leaning because I like to know what people who have made me their enemy, who look at me as their opposition, I want to know what they're saying. I haven't made them my enemy, right? Like, like I, I, I don't, categories of people aren't my enemy. For me, it's all about values. Your values can set yourself against me and and I have to protect and provide for my family. So if you're going to harm my family, whether that's physically or whether that's ideologically, I am called to to serve my family and protect them. So, but that's that's that person's actions. Now there are there are certain groups that have a higher concentration of these types of folks. <laughs> I will say that, right? But I don't. I don't make people my enemy. Their own actions set them apart from, from me. I, I can still acknowledge that, that, that they're my brother and my sister, but I have to protect my family and, and then, of course, my community. So, and then I'm also a patriot, right? So I don't like the categories. People assume I'm conservative and all. You can assume whatever you want. I will tell you what I am. I'm a father, I'm a husband, and I'm a patriot. That's what I am. So if you wanna use labels, use those. All right, so I'm going with this Hill article. And as you can see, one in four high school students identifies as LGBTQ. Now, these are staggering numbers, right? We have to look historically at, at the big picture because there's been an exponential rise over generations, but a huge spike in like the last generation. And so you have to ask yourself why? You know, why is this occurring? And you can't just say like, you know, there, there'll be voices who advocate for LGBTQ and they will say that, oh, now people feel, now these individuals feel safe enough to actually identify. And so then I would challenge them to provide information that shows when they were persecuted throughout the generations, when were they persecuted where they couldn't? And then you have to be able to back up that claim and then show that, okay, that persecution has dropped and then show why, why are the mechanisms, why, why have they dropped? If they existed at all, then maybe I would believe your assertion because from my perspective, what it looks like is it looks like a, it looks like one a social contagion, but it looks like it's socially engineered as well by those self-serving individuals that I was talking to talking about earlier. But let's read. This is a very short article, so we're just we'll, we'll read it briefly. <clears throat> I mean, we'll read it really really quickly, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna show you some other things that I think are pertinent to this, just to give you a bit of perspective. So, about one in four high school students identifies as LGBTQ, according to a report 
the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention released on Thursday using data from 2021. Now, I also want you to understand it's going to get down to how many students over how many schools, and it doesn't seem like a very large sample size. So the fact that they can make this claim one in four high school students as if they're talking about all high school students, but they didn't ask all high school students, you see what I'm saying? So that in and of itself is not very scientific. You can't make this claim implying that all high school students when you didn't include all high school students. Now understand, this is done a lot. That's why I said like these polls, you kind of, you know, they can raise your eyebrows, but you gotta dive, you gotta dive deeper, <laughs> okay? In 2021, 75.5% of high school students identifies as heterosexual. The CDC's Youth Risk Behavior Surveillance Systems, YRBSS, found. They, just as a side note, the government is really good at making up useless jobs and then trying to justify them. And then, of course, we have to pay for them. This is, these, that's, a useless, that's a useless department. But they're good at that. There's a lot of uselessness going on. There's, there's, there's a lot of fat, so to speak, in the government that could be trimmed off and it would be better for everyone. <laughs> but also understand this. Even with these numbers that I'm about to show you, it's still, even with small sample size, it still shows a huge spike. And this is, and this is gonna be a recent spike. And it's not one that, that can just be justified by saying, oh, they feel safer coming out now. That doesn't really make make sense on the surface, but then once again, I I've yet to see anybody make that claim and then provide factual data to back it up. Among high school students, 12.2% identify as bisexual, 5.2% as questioning, 3.9% as other, and 3.2% as gay or lesbian, and 1.8% said they didn't understand the question. Also understand that if nothing else, we've over-sexualized children to where high school kids are even answering these questions. They shouldn't be. They shouldn't be having sex in high school at all. So this shouldn't even be a thing. If you're not having, having sex, because you're not supposed to, right? And then these people are married, they shouldn't be having sex. So that in and of itself, the fact that, that they can even survey these children and some are claiming to be bisexual, and that means that they've had sex with, with, with same-sex inter sexual intercourse as well as heterosexual intercourse in high school. I, I find that actually more alarming, me personally. But this is the world we live in where not only have we, not only have we over-sexualized children, but we've normalized it to where we have these discussions as if, oh yeah, like it's just normal. It isn't normal. It's not normal for high school students to have sex. It's not normal for college students to have sex. College students speak on college for higher learning. They still shouldn't be having sex unless they're married. If you wanna give them the best opportunity for prosperity, the best opportunity for happiness, the best opportunity for mental health and physical health, we should be encouraging them to not have premarital sex. We should be encouraging them to get married and then have that covenant with their wife, have that covenant with their husband, and that will, that will be a sanctified covenant. But no, we've normalized it to where now we can ask high school students with a straight face, so who are you sleeping with? And this is high school. So are we asking 14 year olds, 15 year olds, 16 year olds? So and once again, I know a side note, but the fact that we even have in this survey, talking to 14, 15, 16, 17 year olds, 18 year olds is ridiculous. It's horrific. 
and it shouldn't be normal. It's abnormal, actually. The CDC says the number of LGBTQ students went from 11% in 2015 to 26% in 2021. Why? Why did it go up? Is that not important? Oh, no, wait, asking that question is homophobic. Because homosexuality is, is normal. Love is love. It's not normal. Your justification for it is a ridiculous justification. To say love is love is, is, is ridiculous. Rain is rain. Air is air. And love isn't love. All love is not acceptable. All love isn't. We've, we've always known this. A young boy loving his sister romantically is unacceptable. So love isn't love. A grown man loving on, on, on an underage child is not love. It's a crime. It, it's, it's, it's an abomination. So love isn't love. We understand that, that there's acceptable love and there's unacceptable love. So to say love is love is, is you saying that all of it is acceptable. And that's false. <laughs> so why would you even say it? Right? So even the justifications for things of this, of this nature, even the justifications aren't really justifications. <laughs> so then they have this graph here. I don't know why they put the graph. They, they said 11% and 26%. We know what that looks like. We know how many more is 26 over 11, right? Like third graders know that. The health organization said a potential reason for the increase in LGBTQ students could be from their wording around students who are questioning their sexuality. Why would a student question their sexuality? Do you see what I'm saying? They're either born a, a male or female. There's no reason to question their sexuality they know, we know exactly what, how they're born. We know exactly what it entails, what it means. You're, you're either, you're either born a plug or you're born a socket. And when you put them together, you get energy, you get life. <laughs> That's it. Where's the confusion? <laughs> right? We purposely confused generation after generation expecting that there's going to be no ramifications for it. And this right here, this is why I wanted to make this segment, because what this is, this is indicative of their plans working. Their plan is working. I mean, and I'm showing you some other numbers. Plans working. Things like, why would you want this? But their plan is working, whether you want to acknowledge it or not. This right here, 2015 to 2021, 11 to 26%. That's a significant jump. Over 50%. Over 50% spike in six years. So the plan is working. <laughs> Increases in the percentage of LGBT. Q plus students in YRBSS 2021 might be a result of changes in question wording to include students identifying as questioning. I am not sure about my sexual identity questioning. Yes, because you've socially, you've socially, you've, you've socially engineered this confusion around oh, sexual identity and gender this and it's separate and so 
do you see this is this is all just an indication of like i said of these strategies working because even the language the language you know exactly where it's coming from when i was in school we weren't talking about identity sexual identity identity gender identity we weren't that wasn't even language that we were that we were speaking it was nowhere in media it was nowhere in entertainment it was nowhere in music nobody was talking about sexual identity now these are the it's become so prevalent that these are the actual questions that they're putting on the surveys. Do you see what I'm saying? It's like they've created, they created the problem on purpose. And now with the normalization of it, they're adding it into testing questions and whatnot. And now you see it prevalent in media everywhere. Music and all that everywhere. Everybody's talking about sexual identity and gender or separate and all this kind of stuff. Right? It started someplace and it was after my generation. It didn't start in my generation. So I'm going to show you some numbers after this, but we continue. This is almost done. Among the high school students, 57% have had, have had no sexual contact in their lives. Good. 34.6% had sexual contact with someone of the opposite sex. Horrible. 6% I'm sure they weren't married in high school. 6% had sexual contact with both sexes and only 2.4% had sexual contact with only the same sex. This is what we really should be talking about, right? We should really be talking about that 43% who are having premarital sex and who are confused about their purpose and about their value and about their, about their self-worth. And, this, and, and the beauty and being born how they're born and being made how they're made and and, and and in the value of their bodies and get them not to just share it, not to just share it with anyone and devalue themselves in doing so. But no, we have shows like Sex Lives of, of College Girls <laughs> to help normalize it. Now here's their sample size. The CDC surveyed 17,508 students in 152 schools across the country. Which, which states, which schools, right? Because if you ask this question in schools in California and schools in New York, you're gonna get something completely different than if you ask students in Idaho and South Dakota, right? So that's why you gotta, these polls, you kinda gotta take them with a grain of salt. Now. Just to drive this point home, I want to show you this. This is Statista, and this is this is showing here share of Americans who identify as LGBT from 2020 from 2012 to 2021. Okay, by generation. So this falls in in line with what I just showed you with the CDC, who went from 2015 to 2021. Look at this chart here. Look at this by generation. I think it's even. Was it in a different spot? No. Okay, so let's check this out. If we're looking at traditionalist, right, from 2012, you're looking at 1.8, 1.8, 1.9, 1.5, 1.4, and then 0.8. Like it has some drops here. What is that? 1.4, 1.3, and then 0.8 here for the traditionalists, and that's 1913 to 1945, okay? And once again, if the argument is that now these other generations feel safer, then it's on you to show how they were not safe. Quantify that. 
if you're going to make a statement like that. Then we go to the baby boomers, 1946 and 1964. And look at this, 2.4 is higher, but now you're looking at 2.4, 2, 2.6. Now it's still significantly higher, especially when you look at these numbers down here, where the generation before them was 0 0.8, and now you're looking at 2.6. So that's still a significant jump. And the landscape of our country was completely different between 1913 and 1964 especially on if we're looking at human rights and how we treated each other. You know, we weren't following the Constitution, right? So the argument could be said that, that, that folks within these generations, maybe they didn't feel safe. You still have to show it, but, but the landscape was brutal. If somebody didn't like somebody, they, they would brutalize them. And we were openly discriminatory. We even had it, like then there was systemic racism. There was systemic discrimination. It was actually written in black and white into policies, into laws. So yes, in these generations, you go in 1913 to 1964, yes. But then we go to Generation X, which is my generation. I'm born in 1975. So Generation X is 1965 to 1979. And this is what I want you to look at. This is huge from 1965 to 1979. This is the change. You're looking at 1.8 for the 1913, 1945, then 2.7, now you're looking at 3.2. And then it steadily goes up over the years. 2014, 2015, 2016, 2017 is at 8.2. 9.1 in 2020, and then 10.5. So you want me to believe, because now these people are in their 40s. So you're saying in their 40s, they're all of a sudden, they've, they've, had, they've been married, having children, but now they're able to be liberated and now they feel comfortable. So they didn't feel comfortable in 2012. 2012, you're trying to tell me that the LGBTQ community in 2012 was being hunted down? Were they being hunted down like how unarmed black men are being hunted down by, by police? Is it, is it that kind of hunted down? Because when I go and I look at violence against trans people, and once again, and understand I'm using this, this language for the sake of the segment, but transgender is a made up term. Since you cannot actually transition from one gender to the next, transgender doesn't actually exist. So I just wanna go on record as saying that, but I'm gonna use this language for, this, for the sake of the segment so you understand what I'm talking about. So you're trying to say that it, it jumps from 5.8 in 2012 to 10.5 in my generation. So like I said, they're in their 40s, some late 40s, right? All of a sudden now they're identifying because now they feel comfortable. When were they persecuted between 2012 and now? When? Then... You go to millennials, 1980 to 1999, right? You go, to, you, you go to millennials, oops, sorry. I was on the wrong section. I thought that that seemed a little, a little weird. That was actually the millennials who, who have gone up, 1980 to 1999, who's gone up exponentially. Actually, my generation will jump over here. They're at 4.2, 4.2 in 2020 or 2021. Whereas the generation after me, 
it goes from 4.2 to 10.5. They're the ones who started at 5.8 and went up. So I apologize, it was a little bit off. But this, all, this still proves the point that my generation, you're still looking at 4.2, still a significant jump from the previous generation of 2.6, right? It's still almost double, but now you're going to well over double, almost triple in the generation after me. Then when you go to Gen, then you go to Gen Z, you have another exponential jump from 10.5 to 20.8. So how, how are these numbers here? How do you explain these numbers? Well, we go from 0 0.8, so we're looking at nine, from 1913 to 2002. We're looking at, and this is one, two, three, four, five generations. You're looking at 0 0.8. Five generations later, it's at 20.8. So it's going up 20%, 20%. And your reasoning is now they feel more comfortable coming out yet you don't back it up with, with why they wouldn't have felt like they couldn't come out? I mean, yeah, you can bring anecdotal stories to the cows come home, but where are your stats? Where are the numbers to support this? This right here doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense at all. Even here in, 20, in, in 2020, they're at 15.9%. Why this spike? Why the spike? How come in the millennials from 1980 to 1989, it went from 5.8 in 2012, and in this short amount of time, it almost doubles to 10.5? Why is it going up? When these generations down here, it actually went down, and you see this, this, this small little blip here in the baby boomers, and in my generation, it's pretty much straight with a minor rise in the last four years, you know, minor rise, but then over here, it's off the charts. And so my point is, it's because it's working. That's my point, is that there was, there was a concerted effort to make this happen. There simply was. And I'm gonna show you one example, just so you can see that I'm not making this stuff up. This is one example. What I'm gonna show you is a part of the propaganda that has been used to brainwash generations in order to get the results that I just showed you. And they want the numbers to continue to go up and they're continuing to go up now. We're seeing exponential spikes shorter and shorter and shorter periods of time. And this is why. This is, this is a TV show that I'm gonna show you a clip from a TV show that's targeted towards like five and six year olds. You can tell by the, by the language and by the artwork. This is targeted towards darn toddlers, okay? And this is coming from Disney. It's Dino Ranch, Disney is putting this out. Okay, I want you to keep that in mind. This is targeted towards five and six year olds, four, five, six years old. It's, it's put out by Disney. I want you to keep that in mind. Check this out. T-Rexes have a nest too, but those aren't eggs, they're rocks. So, why would two T-Rexes have a nest with rocks that are shaped like eggs? That seems odd.
Why would they have that? Let's see what their explanation is. So that's why they want to be around other dinosaur nests. These dino daddies want eggs of their own. These dino daddies want eggs of their own. Now understand this, calling them daddies is a lie. They're not fathers, those are rocks. They're not actually eggs. So they're not dino daddies. Does that make sense to you? Honestly, does that make sense to you? Why, why would a five-year-old need to see this at all? They're talking about dinosaurs. Why would a five-year-old need to be told that two male T-Rexes should have eggs and are gonna be great daddies and should be able to, to basically raise children that they can't themselves create? Hold on, it gets worse. They want a family. Aw, they'd be great dads. Hold on, hold on, hold on. They want a family. Very, I know how they can get one. Go find a female T-Rex and then you'll be a family. Do you see how they're twisting it? They're trying to make it seem like all they want to do is have a family. But how do you get that family if you're the same sex? You cannot. They're trying to normalize homosexuality to your five-year-old. So that they believe that it's normal and not as God says, an abomination. So then when they get, as they get older and older and they get into high school, next thing you know, they'll be taking surveys saying that, yes, I'm bisexual. Yes, I'm, I've had sex with the same sex. That's what they want. They're getting, they're getting them at five years old when they're impressionable sponges. It's demonic and it's sick, but I'm just bringing it to your attention. So you don't think it's that there's a correlation between the numbers that I just showed you and this, between the article that I just showed you, between the information that the CDC just put out, one in four out of 17,000 high school students? You don't think there's any correlation at all? There must be something we can do to help them. Yes, you can find them female T-Rexes and play matchmaker. That's how you could help them. You think that's how they're gonna help them? Or do you think that maybe they're going to miraculously have T-Rex eggs that they can now give to them? <laughs> so not only are they normalizing homosexuality, using dinosaurs to brainwash your children, but now they're trying to normalize adoption. So where did they get these eggs? Where, where, where are the T-Rex families that they took these eggs from? Were they two T-Rexes that decided not to raise their family? Was, was the female T-Rex on government welfare and so she couldn't get with the T-Rex daddy? What are we talking about here in this dinosaur land? Right, like, that's like why, did, why did these kids have just T-Rex eggs? There is. There are lots of eggs that need loving parents to raise them. And we have a T-Rex egg back in the hatchery that needs a home. How are there a lot, of, a lot of eggs that don't have families in Dinosaur Ranch? Are these dinosaurs abandoning their eggs? How do they have T-Rex egg back at the hatchery? Why would they have T-Rex eggs back at the hatchery? And if they do, why would they not want to find a nuclear family 
which is the normal family structure to raise these dinosaur eggs if they cared about these eggs growing up, having the, the best possibility for, for prosperity and growing up in, in, in a normal, healthy home. You see, they're trying to normalize their perversion and they're trying to normalize it with your five-year-old. If their way was righteous, they wouldn't have to do these tactics. They would be able to sell their ideas to, to adults who have, who have brains that are fully formed and who have life experience. They'd be able to sell their ideas using conversation, but they can't because their ideas are perversions. They're abominations. And so they have to trick and brainwash children so that they don't even have to have that conversation. Do you see that? <gasps> we can give the egg to them. Yes, we can give the egg to them. Instead of telling them to go find female T-Rexes so that they can then make a family, we're going to give them an egg and support their perversion and then, and then confuse the T-Rex the, the that they're going to birth. Like, so the T-Rex then goes to school like, oh, I have two daddies, like that's normal. Oh, I have two mommies, like that's normal. Now understand this, there's, there's a lot of pushback, right? But the pushback is always, it's always feelings. They don't have any stats to back up anything that they say. We know that this counters the biological imperative. As human beings, our biological imperative is to reproduce. So we're self-selecting extinction. That's what we're doing. You cannot, you cannot reproduce with same sex. That's just the facts. Now, I have love for you guys. All you that are transgender, you're mentally ill. I have love for you. I want you to get help. I would help you get help, help you understand how valuable you are with kindness and grace, but I'm not going to accept perversion. If you're homosexual, I, I have love for you, but I'm not going to accept perversion. You're choosing a lifestyle that is perverse. It is not normal. It is not the way it's supposed to be. And you're never going to be fully happy choosing a lifestyle that counters your biological nature. You're not born homosexual. Nobody's born a sexual being. That's a falsehood. And if you are attracted to the same sex, you can choose not to act on that attraction and do what you're supposed to do, like all of us have to do. We, we can't act on every desire that pops in our head and pops into our heart. If it's detrimental to ourselves, to our family, to our community, we can't just follow those desires. We have to have self-control. But this right here, this is them not even giving children a chance. This is them getting them early, as I said, because they don't have to sell their ideas to children. They can just tell a child something and a child's gonna believe it. So that there should show you that their way isn't righteous because they would use their ideas. They wouldn't use force. They wouldn't use blackmail. They wouldn't try to use emotional blackmail. They wouldn't try to use laws. They would use ideas and they would have conversations with you. They would acknowledge you as a, as a valuable sovereign human being just like them. And they would speak to you with respect and they would try to, they would try to convince you using their ideas using intellectual conversation, but they don't do that. They can't do it because their way is not righteous at all.
There's nothing about it. They just want, they're actually very, very selfish. They just want to live how they want to live in spite of the ramifications and consequences to anyone else, including them. They're the selfish ones. Anyway, I just wanted to bring that to your attention. I, I don't even know if you've seen that. There's other, there's other examples. That one to me was, was very egregious because it's, it's, uh, it's obviously targeting five-year-olds and six-year-olds. <laughs> Right. There's there's other examples where, you know, they're targeting high school and then like college and whatnot. But that one right there is like, wow, there's no need to talk to five year olds about anything sexual at all. There's no need to confuse the family structure. There's no need to confuse them. It's where now you have a five year old asking their parents questions like this. Those are not conversations that parents should be having with their five and six year old. So we, we shouldn't even expose them to these things at all, but they do on purpose. Understand, somebody had to write that, draw it, approve it, then video film it, create it, and then put it out. All along the way, everybody signed off on it. So it's not an accident, right? So they want you walking in the dark so that they can take your children <laughs> and then turn them on you. If you, if you look at the Cultural Revolution, and actually not even just the Cultural Revolution, this is stuff that's been done all throughout history where they, they get the children, they wind them up, they weaponize them, and they send them back out against their own families. I'm laughing because it's so ridiculous that we keep falling for it. We keep falling for it. It's, it's like, wow. But anyway, they want you to walk in the dark, and I'm over here trying to help you to turn on the light. You guys be well. <laughs>